Hi! You're now listening to 30 Going On 40 Podcast. This is the place where we grow up better and get wise faster. We hope you enjoy! Alright, today is episode 44. Uh, for those of you who have been tuning in so far, uh, it's 44. Six more episodes away from 50 episodes. I think either we are we are not improving or <laughs> it becomes or it becomes something that is a little bit natural. Uh, but today we'll talk about uh, we're for, we'll continuing on the book by uh, Morgan Housie, uh, the psychology of money. We're talking about chapter five to chapter eight. The the format of this is basically is a, a little bit freestyle, but also like just. Uh, skimming through and then we discuss what are the nuggets that we, we gain here and there. So I'll just over uh, read the overview. Uh, chapter 5, getting wealthy versus staying wealthy. I think this, what, what I'm getting at is like my understanding of the that chapter is you need two kinds of game, game plan. To get wealth is one thing and then to you have to mm. be very uh, risk, risk take, you have to be a risk taker but then to stay stay wealthy, you have to be like very cautious. You have to like a bit paranoid <laughs> uh, that things or whatever things that can happen will happen. And then chapter six is uh, tells you win. Good definition of an investing genius is a man or woman who can do the average things when all things around them are going crazy. Tells drives everything. Uh, then seven, uh, I think that's a good reminder for me uh, about freedom. Uh. Uh, it's not about getting more money, but it's about the freedom. Uh. Freedom to get up and do whatever you want uh, mm. and how, however long you want. Uh. And then after that is the man in the paradox. So shall we go chapter by chapter? So uh, right now, besides, uh, besides reading the book and all that, I do have a lot of summary uh, and also from it getting wealthy versus staying health uh, staying wealthy there's only one way to stay wealthy some combination of frugality and paranoia that's what he says capital uh, this is from uh, i think this is, this is from one of the websites capitalism is hard but part of the reason this happens is because getting money and keeping money is two different sets of skills getting my money requires taking risks being optimistic and putting yourself out there but keeping money requires the opposite of taking risks. It requires humility and fear, which is true. That's something that I got reminded also of what you make can be taken away from you just as fast. It requires frugality and an acceptance that at least some of the things you've made is attributable to luck. So past successes can't be relied upon to repeat indefinitely. Survival, not growth or brains or insight. Survival, the keyword is survival. The ability to stick around for a long time without wiping out or being forced to give up. I, I think something that reminds me, I, I don't know how many, how many listeners do we have, but my, I, this is not a financial advice, but I think that if you guys are playing leverage, right, it's a very dangerous thing. Uh, I would advise people not to take leverage despite how much money you can get from leverage. Uh, yeah, so... Sorry, sidetrack. Uh, without wiping, uh, it's the biggest difference. Uh, this should be the cornerstone of your strategy. Whether it's investing in your career or a business you all know, one wants to hold cash during a bull, uh, bull market. They want to own assets that can go up a lot. 
you look and feel conservative holding cash during a bull market because you become acutely aware of how much return you are giving up by not only the good stuff. Uh, say cash earns 1% of stock, uh, 1% and stocks return 10% a year. That 9% gap will gnaw at you every day. Uh, if you, but if that cash prevents you from having to sell your stock during the bear market, the actual return uh, you earn on the cash is not 1% a year, but it could be multiples, uh, many multiples of that because preventing one desperate yield time stock sell. Yeah, I think I think we, we do a story like we, we we dump too much money into a stock, then suddenly it went down, but it's you guys when it went down, you don't have extra money to pump it in. Is it something that you guys experienced before? So far, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most times being a very, 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 very amateur stock investor who doesn't know a thing about uh, much about stock investing. I think for me, most of the cases are that. Lah. And I don't know whether it's in this chapter or some other chapter, he did talk about uh, putting feeling into it, I think. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, being rational, is it? Uh, reasonable. No, not being rational. A reasonable, reasonable. No, uh, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, from, from this chapter, yeah. uh, I don't know, my main takeaway about between getting wealthy and staying wealthy, I think it's true. I think there are many a times where uh yeah it, it didn't it didn't really occur to me uh, but it does make sense because if you look at there's a lot of general cases where they say people, you know, you win the lottery and then they lose it all within a week or two uh, because uh it's probably easier to get wealthy, but staying wealthy is uh, different it's a different thing altogether la. that's why you see people losing mm. out so much money la. and yeah I think for myself also I didn't really give it much thought because there was one 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 paragraph I, I lost it don't know where when I was reading he said something about <laughs> uh on savings ma. he said like sometimes you don't really need to go you just save because you you should save any anyway la. <laughs> even if it's not for you know for anything that particular but it's just the fact like a duty or responsibility la, also that you should save mm. also. Mm. So the whole idea of, um, I think he also did touch on the part where, you know, like for example, if someone uh, drives in with a Ferrari, uh, I think he mentioned a few, few, few many times, uh, you tend to focus on the mm. car, ma, not the person. Ma. Yeah, it's yeah. not the person, yeah. So there's a difference yeah. between being rich uh, because it's not that the person is rich, it's just that he is like, you know, $100,000 more in debt or $100,000 uh, lesser. La. So I think for me, that, that lesson is on the difference uh, between being rich and wealthy. And I think later on, we also will un- uncover yeah, yeah, more just in the chapter in the about further that chapters, also. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking like, because we are, society celebrates risk takers that got it right. For example, like you hear all these entrepreneurs, right? They took all their money out and then pump into something and then that becomes... But we don't hear of the other 99% of the stories that fell. So that's why like there's a lot of all this formal as well. Like, huh? Like, for example, stock market or whatever, it's like, huh? You put 1,000, for example, then that company that you invest in, like uh, that... Uh, one dot one ringgit uh, stock becomes one fifty, so you got like a fifty percent. Then like, ah yeah, 
in my savings, I, I, I might have another 2,000. If I go all in, I would have a thousand, 1.5K. Mm. But it's, uh, so there's something that I, I've, I've learned the hard way. It's like the average in and average out. Uh, it's something that is not something average, that... Averaging. Uh, yeah. Your, your, uh, you reminded me of a post I read on Reddit. Uh. There was this person saying from $25... Uh, managed to profit $65,000 from crypto. Ma. Then one of the okay. comments was like, no one is celebrating for myself where my $20 became $21.04. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. La. This is like, uh, society likes all this uh, David versus Goliath story, but it's, it's, yeah. it's something that's very, I have to learn the hard way. That's why like, um, you, you only play with I don't know, like keeping cash because people say that like 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 ringgit is also uh, the value of ringgit is so low now. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to remind myself that yeah, uh, you could be right, and then you the the return is like hundred times or thousand times or whatever, or or your stocks like for example, uh, you talk about like top growth and all those things, right? You you hear of people who ten x their money in top growth, right? but you don't hear about those stories who people who saw all this and then they formal in and then now they lost half of their wealth because mm-hmm. they, they invested in supermax and then all this top growth. Uh, so it's, it's something that you have to, uh, it's, it's a reminder for me, like, like yeah, the, the reward is high, but I want to sleep better at night. Mm. Uh, and yeah. so that's something that I, I learned. Uh, Sorry, uh, can I read on? Uh, many bets fell not because they were wrong, but because they were mostly right in a situation that requires things to be exactly right. Room for error, often called margin of safety, is one of the most underappreciated force in finance, uh, which we, just now we mentioned, uh, like the like average in, and like you really, you, you, you divide your money into sections instead of pumping all in. Uh, and then it comes in a form of a frugal budget, uh, a flexible thinking and a loose timeline anything that lets you live happily with the range with a range of outcomes yeah you earn lesser than people who went all in but uh, you sleep better at night uh. mm-hmm. I was thinking about one of my colleagues who just started investing and then he got she got so excited she straight away pumped like I think 5, 5k into Asia stock <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and then we're like why, why do you do that why do you do it huh? 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 Why, why? and then I said huh? because hey, sure. hey, when it went down one cent you're talking about you're talking about 50 50 ringgit every one cent that goes down is 50 ringgit I think it was somewhere so, in this chapter also or another chapter where it talks about at least uh, like a double whammy uh, if it's you're investing into a company that you're not interested in and then it goes down and stop. It's like getting hit with a double negative uh, feeling. Uh. But at least if it's a company that you're interested in, uh, even if it's uh, going down, uh, at least it's just half of the equation uh, where you feel down yeah. a bit. Because uh, you still yeah. believe in the company or whatever the <laughs> vision of the company is. Uh. I mean, like, not, not promoting, uh, but if you are a fan of Hapsang Biscuit uh, crackers, then... When it's the stock goes down, it doesn't affect you that much because you still buy a hapsang to eat. But if you buy a stock because like everyone else is... Because it's a household brand also, right? Hapsang. 
I mean, like, this is not financial advice, but it has been around for years and then. Mm-hmm. You're buying it because you just want a piece of the business to yourself and in, to something that you're buying. So there's something that I'm thinking about also, like whatever that we're investing, try to invest. That's something that I learned from Richard Koch. Reminded me, uh, like, uh, to invest something that aligns to your personality or aligns closest to you. Uh, like, uh, people talk about all these uh, NFTs and all. I don't understand NFTs, so I, I, mm. it's not something that, yeah, it is profitable and all that, but you, you should be okay to miss out on the trend, uh, the, 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 the hype train, uh, because it's not something that I understand. So, yeah, something that, Sherry, you got something to add? Um, okay. Um, for me, I think this chapter talking about uh, stay, staying wealthy is true. Lah. Uh, reminded me of uh, what Grand Cardone said, like, too. Like, don't rest on your laurels because, like, you never know, like, something emergency would happen. Hmm. So, like, you always have to, like, yeah, be prepared, lah, be paranoid, lah. yeah. <laughs> I think like like in, in, in Malaysia at least like have a three months uh, three months of emergency. I, I know people say six months, right? Um, yeah, I think I'm you did thinking. say like about like have emergencies three months or six months so that like even if you like quit your job, you don't you, you don't have to be afraid lah. Like you know that you can still survive, right? Mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it because like, I remember like when I graduated from seminary, right, and then uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie just started work, working. We're really burning, we're burning cash, uh, 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 month after month because I I couldn't find a job, and then it's burning up on our savings, and then we don't even have like three to three. We don't even have three months, uh, so that's something that's very scary, uh, mm-hmm. and. I think it sleeps better at night. Like, yeah, you would. I would. I think I have to be very careful, especially with all this TikTok generation where people hyping up things, people showing off things, how they, they earn money and all those things. But you you want to last. Like, you want to survive. Like, you, you're not trying to be the biggest winner. You, you're trying to survive. Like, you want to outlast uh, the difficult mm. time. Like, so it's, it's okay yeah. that you don't look wealthy. You don't... Uh, at the time being where people are buying new stuff but people are buying designer bags and all those things and, and just at, at least when the opportunity comes right and I was thinking about like last year March when all the stock market went down right my biggest frustration is I don't have enough cash to go in so it's like if you have you have stored up enough cash right where you you have uh, where, where things happen right where everyone starts to panic, uh, those are the times that you can go in because you, you already, you have went through the survival and then you have survived and you have secured enough safety nets and all this so that when there's a, there's a financial crisis or, or there's a, a global health crisis, right, where it affected the stock market. I think health, health market, health always affect the stock market the stock market like I think about SARS also right if I'm not mistaken all mm. these things are, are so it, you think that I don't know about you guys like, let's say if you have an extra of like a, I don't know like extra like a 10k just much you just throw into generally any stocks any stocks at that time right 
Uh, it's either just two x or three x, or if you're if you're lucky, it's ten. But you have the money to to throw in because you are not. Uh, because earlier on you tried to survive instead of trying to. Uh, I don't know, like like, I I think the we're we're jumping towards other chapters, but it's like you're trying very hard to look rich, right? But then if you want to be rich, uh, you could have stand by those money. Yeah. So when the golden opportunity comes. I don't know. Am I am I making sense or not? It's just something that I, it's it's a regret that I I I feel last year, uh yeah, pandemic and all those things. But then, mm. that time that March that March week, uh, the week after the lockdown, uh the MCO, mm. everything went down. <laughs> mm. Uh, mm. and then I don't know much about the market back then. I don't know that it's like a cycle. And then like uh. Uh, you look at the world today, right? I was thinking about like how a lot of people like to spread all these uh, negative news, like because because all this panic news, right? Uh, it gets a lot of traction. It's like oh, this is going to go down. This is going to go down. This, but then overall, right? Market does recover overall in the long run. In the mm. long run, market does recover overall. So mm. it's like you really that's something that I learned from this book uh, to remind me like you know you have to stand by so that. When everyone is scared, you 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 already survive so that you have extra cash. Uh, so my my my. For me, I like, regret. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know about this earlier. <laughs> like what? Which one? I didn't know about trading, like ah, this thing yeah. earlier until now. Yeah. I, I, until this year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I yeah. I learned it very late also. Yeah. But even so, uh, like for for oh. me, I think. Uh, yeah, I can apply to myself also. Uh, like, uh, didn't get the timing right to go in when things are low. Uh. but I think, uh, uh, I I taking from the this just few these chapters. Uh, like he did tell the story about these two investors like hundred years ago, uh, where when the stock market crashed, uh, uh, one of them eventually just you know gave up on the point, whereas another guy he actually made a lot of money, but four years later, hmm. same case again, he ended up uh. Uh, uh, killing himself also because he also lost the money ma. so I think likewise for us uh, we like I think for myself yeah if only at that time and then let's say like let's say you know like Kevin said I put in 10k somehow I had the money ready and then I bumped it up to 100k uh, uh, will I be smart enough uh, to to hold the contentment and also my feelings to the point where mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not just uh, getting wealthy uh, which that could have happened uh, my Staying lucky wealthy. break let's say uh, but staying yeah. wealthy, lor, because it's true. I think mm. browsing through also, I, I remember seeing somewhere on Instagram, I think, about some guys saying uh, to hustle, to just get your first, hun- get to 100k first. You know, you just work hard all the way you can. Then once you get the 100k, uh, then you are like, I think in this book, it says uh, where you are in control of your time. Uh, so, well, of course, he did talk about, just now we talk about savings for six months. And then if let's say you quit your job or you don't have a job, you but you are leveraging your time law in a sense because I have so somewhat la, that security to, to be able to leverage in control of my time. La. Yep. So yeah. Yeah, I think I'll just remember is it is it possible for for people to how long does it take uh, for general public to because I feel that hundred K is quite difficult to save up to like to think about <laughs> it. And still what uh, to hustle law. <laughs> I think it's uh, on savings alone, uh, and given our context in Malaysia. Like if I uh, if my salary is a two point five k, how is it possible to 
get to. So I have to rent a room. Hmm. That's why I think here he did say, uh, for example, the oil, there's a, about a crisis for oil, right? Where it seems like there's not enough oil. So what did the America do? Uh, they, instead of finding more oil reserves, uh, they reduced their expenses. Uh. So that caused a balance. Uh, and I think for us, the whole idea of like getting or staying wealthy also is like you say, <laughs> rent a room, uh, like cutting expenses. So even if I even if I'm earning 2.5k, someone else could be earning 10k. Uh, but the way because I save the money, how I uh control my expenses, uh, I could be you know happier is one, but also I could actually be getting 100k faster than the person who is earning 10k. Uh. Imagine the yeah. person 10k, uh, they blow all the money. In a month, Buying new uh, gadget, uh, new toys, new food. Because I know food. some friends are uh, to me, I'm like, wow, you guys really don't don't bother about the future. Where you guys get your money from? Uh, they're like, salary come in, it's like this, that, this, that, everything. Yeah. Dying, you know, so it's a bit disheartening. Uh. I think like, yeah, it's it's something from this book. It's like it gives me like a a little bit of comfort where it's it's a a level playing field, like it, even though my income is not higher than other people, uh, some people are like like two times higher than mine. My mine what I'm currently getting, but this this knowledge from this book reminds me that because I hear people like really they spend money to play golf, they buy Jack Daniel Blue Label because they need to hang out with people, they need to show that they are rich and all that. Uh, of course, maybe maybe to some degree, I I understand the. Uh, Makes sense, uh, the logic is like, if you want success, you have to hang out with people who are successful. So in order to be successful, you have to pay the price or you have to start looking successful first. I, I, it it kind of makes sense that uh, you have to go to the expensive bar and then whenever the boss asks, uh, asks you, uh, you offer to pay them first. But then there's, there's, hmm. there's only so much you can do with even the money. So it's like, I wonder like, so I was thinking like the, this, because of this book, I was, I was reminded that yeah, it's it's really how you keep it. Mm. Uh, how do you keep it? Uh, uh, can you? This is a little bit extreme, uh, Like, can you cut down a meal a day? Can you buy something cheap? Like, like people, of course, some people will laugh at you. Uh, like the Starbucks, uh, metaphor. Like, oh, you if you save, you don't drink Starbucks. It, it's some like I think Grand Grand Cardone is all there. Like, uh, no, if you don't get rich by earning, but if you try to. Because from Morgan, right, uh, Jose uh, says that it's a combination, right? Mm-hmm. It's a combination. So it's like you find ways to increase your input and then you also decrease your output. Uh. So mm-hmm. or delay your gratification. I, I still go out for good meals uh, once a week with Stephanie. Uh, like, like, you know, mm-hmm. like during pandemic, or not, we still spend, I don't know, is it a wise thing to do, but we still go to eat Japanese food. Uh, but for, mm-hmm. for me, it's more of, uh, it's not so much the money, but it's, it's the moments. Uh. Mm. Uh, and, and I was thinking mm. like, yeah, that's a lot of money, but then uh, that's once a week and we won't get back those time. Uh. So so I try to do that. Uh. So for example, Monday to Friday, I eat lesser. Like I don't, I try not to uh, eat. Like mm. you budget yourself so that by the time you weekend, you go out, I can spend a little bit more. Uh, so yeah, I know. So yeah, basically we spent a lot of time on this chapter. Okay, tells you want to talk about chapter six, Vincent? Tells you win. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, the 
what's yes. my gist of understanding this chapter. Uh, if you're familiar with yeah. the story of brave brave girls are uh, the K-pop girl group. Like they yeah, always yeah. they always went to uh, because they didn't really have a huge fan audience, they were struggling all the time. But what they did was they uh constantly went to army camps to perform. So the accumulation of all those uh visitations to army camps to perform and all that, that was the sense, the tales that helped them to win and had to come back and they're successful. Is, is that in a way? <laughs> I don't know if I'm understanding this chapter I, correctly. I'm not sure, of, but, uh, but I'll try to... Okay, maybe perhaps I can read from... Uh, I can read some of the things that people have gathered. All right. Uh, long tells the father's end of distribution of outcomes can have a tremendous in, uh, impact on finance, where a small, small numbers of events can account to majority of outcome. Less than 1% of the stocks can lead to more than 80% percent of the market growth. In most fields, we see only finished products, uh, not the losses incurred that led to the uh, tail success product. Uh, I read another one. Uh, Good definition of an investing genius is a man or a woman who can average things when all the things around go crazy, tails drives everything. A good, uh, the great investors bought vast quantities of art. The firm says a subset of collection turns out to be great investment and they were held for a uh, for uh, sufficiently long period of time that allowed the portfolio to return. So basically, um, my understanding is like you, it says that when we pay special attention to a role model success, we overlook that their gains came from a small, but like 80, 20, 20, 80 am I right? 20, yeah. Like my, my understanding, like, like 80, 20 is like out of oh. the 100% of the things, like 20%, you have to expect like only 20% of the things to try. So, I understand, like, based on what you're saying, it's like, so the way to go is to keep on putting more effort, to keep showing up, right? To keep, because knowing that, yeah, a lot of it will turn up, including this podcast may not be successful, who knows? But it could be that one episode, right? That mm-hmm. will turn around. Yeah, so it's like, we're just getting ourselves deeper and deeper. And then, like, so, so he says that, uh, it says that most financial advice is about today, what you should do right now, what stocks should looks like good stock, but most of the time, today is not that important. Over the course of your lifetime, as an investor, the decisions that you make today or tomorrow or next week will not matter as much as uh, what you make during the small numbers of the likely 1% of the time or everyone else is crazy. So he's like, don't underestimate the little things, right? Uh, the, am I right? Am I making sense? Kerry, how do you interpret this chapter? Mm-hmm. Yes. Shows that we actually not that smart. Because he does say like your success. There's a quote here like, your success as an investor will be determined by how you respond to punctuated moments of terror, not years spent on cruise control. So it's those little little events, so-called tell event, lah. Because anything successful is the result of a tail event, which is an event in the long tail of events in a distribution curve that are rare but have an immense impact. Because he did say something about a story in there somewhere, I think, where they talk about these venture capitalist companies uh, where they don't aim for, you know, the few potential ones. uh, They just go for, like, let's say, 100 companies uh, and they know out of the 150 will fail and out of the 50, maybe 20 are, like, good ones. 
and then maybe like and one percent will be like a hundred x that would actually cover all the losses for all the it's true it's true over, yeah, yeah. Right? so do, do you think that do you think that it's like uh, the the principle of sowing seeds uh? it's like you keep on sowing 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 you, you don't know which one will grow but you just keep on sowing so i hmm. uh, yeah in a sense I think it's like if you I think about it now now on the Christian side of things I think about it like mm-hmm. ministry yeah. mm-hmm. like, uh, you talk about sowing seeds I think of like sowing spiritual seeds uh. sometimes in the larger demograph of a group of a ministry it's like a hundred people uh, you sow seeds into a hundred people uh, but you will have one or two uh, that will make all the difference for uh, years to come on uh. so out of the 100, maybe 50 or so may not be around anymore. Maybe have 20 to 30 who are, you know, still good ones where you're quite close and all, but there'll be like five or a handful and less than that that really uh, make a mark uh, and make all that makes all the difference overall. So uh, it's true. Uh, I think it, I agree. Uh. There's, there's this book by James Altucher, is it? He says it's called Choose Yourself. Like you talk about ministry, right? Uh, he he started three business that felt big time, uh, lost a lot of money. Uh. But now he's a very successful podcast uh, author, uh, book author, like best-selling Amazon. Like he's still very, very ahead of the game. So he was saying this thing, and he just said, it's not the failures. Uh, you just need to be right once. Uh. Mm-hmm. And, and, but what he does is he tried everything. Uh, he tried Writing, reading up financial reports, he do any he do startups, and then he she tries everything. Uh, of course, that's not the way of approaching life for everybody, but there's some truth in it. Uh. So one of the things that he he challenged the readers. I read the book two years ago. I read it again. I haven't practiced that thing. Uh, but he says that you just every night before you sleep, right? Just write ten things. It can be any topic. Just write ten things. You, you can come out any category. Okay, you can say like, uh, for example, you can say, okay, if Harry Potter is uh, going to come out for, uh, uh, come out into, I, I, okay, maybe not Harry Potter. Okay, let's talk about uh, Backstreet Boys. Uh, how about that? You just talk about Backstreet Boys. Uh, we all know Backstreet Boys. <laughs> you just suddenly think about this idea. Okay, if Backstreet Boys is going to become a musical, what are the 10 songs and how will you put the 10 songs into the musical? Just 10 ideas. Then the next day you can be like, uh, Vincent is telling me that he, he's hoping to find relationships. Uh. So I can write down 10 ideas to help Vincent to meet someone. Uh, you just write down these things, right? And then the next day, uh, Kerry is saying that, oh, uh, I don't know how to manage my time. Like that. So I just write down. I just start thinking for Kerry 10 things of how can I uh, hack uh, carry schedule so that she can optimize, have an optimization. You just do whatever random things there. And sometimes you just freely give those ideas away, right? Uh, that will change your life. He's, he's saying that. And like when I hear it, I'm like, it's true, but to sit down and panning down, uh, it's very hard. <laughs> or like, what are the 10 more movies, Marvel movies that perhaps you think that would be a good idea? Because that is helping you to think. Uh, but basically, his, his thesis is you just need to be right once you just need to be correct once <clears throat> so the way to to get it to get your odds i think it's also a little bit of my, my interpretation of this chapter maybe i'm 
I'm pushing a little bit too far. It's like the 10x. Uh, it's like you, you outdo, outwork other people. You put in more effort. You, if stock markets, investment, and all those things uh, uh, can... We talk about stock, stock markets because uh, we are new to this. Not because we're an expert, but we're new to it. It's like, is there dumping in 1,000 ringgit at one stock? You just spread out. Spread 100, 100, 100 into different things. To a gold stock, to a health to a tech stock, to a, uh, we talk about Hapsang, right? Hapsang is, uh, what is it? Uh, is it food? What, what do you call that? Uh, uh, food. Hey, to, a, of course, bank. I, I think Vincent, I have no uh, blue chips. I think Vincent may be more experienced. It's very expensive, but then he diversified. And then perhaps the chance of one of it doing really well is higher. Would you, am I right to say that? Is it correct? That the green will cover all the red. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Sorry, I'm a little bit hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All right. Uh, product placement. This is uh, Tesco's chocolate chip biscuit. Yeah, I'm eating right now. By the way, and. Uh, Tesco was bought over by Thailand, a, Thai, a Thailand company. So now it's no longer called Tesco. It's called Lotus. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. wow. You heard so about it's the news, Lotus, right? Ah. Mm. Uh, it's called Lotus, yeah. With because US, I think... Right. I, I don't know. I, I think you shared the article of okay. like the, uh, the, the spots, the red zones, the hot spots, right? For COVID. Uh. So they put Paragon and then they put... Uh, Plaza, Queen's Bimor, they also put Lotus. So those, those so I, I was like, what was Lotus? And then I think there was a time I already heard about the Thailand news, but then suddenly Stephanie asked me, Kevin, what do you buy from Lotus? What is that? Then like, oh, that's Tesco. That's our grocery. <laughs> <laughs> because she she she's very good at tracking uh, our expenses and all those in like in the credit card. Because like credit card sometimes can go up very high. Because you just spend, 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 spend. Do you guys have problem with credit card also? No. <laughs> My credit card is only for paying petrol. <laughs> so it's a fix. fix I, I, I don't know. Credit card, you need to pay again, right? Like quite risky, uh, credit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got, uh, I think we got, we got penalty also. Like, I think, is it 30 bucks, 20 bucks? Uh, if you... But if it's controlled it. spending, it's good lah, because it helps for financial... What you call it? Uh, your credit score. Is it? Where yeah, yeah, credit score for buying houses and all those things. I heard story where uh, people with debt end up, uh, the bank are, is willing to loan them money to buy a house. But then the <laughs> ones who never have credit card, the bank don't want to give them any money to buy a house. So like, there's a benefit in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, I was thinking about, we are talking about this thing. I saw that in in the south side of Dineng Island, by the bus, next to Queen's Bay Mall, uh, they are building this Queen's Residence. Uh, I think it's by Ideal. Wow, very, very nice. Uh. Your, your room is a sea view. Your living room oh. is a sea view. Your every, every side of your angle is a sea view. Uh. Uh, one unit is around like 1.2 million to 1.5. Uh. But something that's very nice. Sorry for promoting another thing. It's just something that I saw and like, oh, that's so nice. And it's like, uh, it's, it's quite low density as well. It's five minutes away from Queen's, Queen's Bay Mall. 
I, I would I would find this more attractive than buying a property in Times Square in KK. That, that's oh. my opinion. Because it's like you're looking at the bridge. The second bridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. So, I visited uh, a friend's house before. Yes. Yeah. Depends where you are at. La. Got some units nicer, you can see the sea, but some not so nice. Well, you, in the times, right? But that one is also very, I, I heard it's very expensive also. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's right a, in the city center. How, how much are we talking about? 1.5 to 2, right? Uh, I think it's lesser than that last time when they first buy, la, but now I think probably a million plus earlier. Yeah. That's what I need. That's why I need money. Seven years later, we're going to all buy a bungalow. Uh, we're all, all going to buy a house ourselves on a sea view. Ah, uh, man, I think <laughs> I'll still rent. Uh. <laughs> Even if I have the money already, uh, I think I'll still rent. Uh. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll convince, if by God's grace, uh, I'm married by then, I'll convince my wife, let's just rent for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, but thinking about renting, I think what Grand Cardone says is true. It's like, buy where you can rent out and then rent where you're staying. Because like we are very mobile, right? Like for example, Vincent, right now you are like, who knows you'll be transferred to Cambodia or Thailand or KL for better prospect. You don't need to buy houses there, but you just need to save up the money to buy a spot that you know that is booming. Mm. But I don't know what, what spot is that because I'm thinking like, with all this pandemic, it also changed online learning as well. Like, does it affect university? I think... Mm. Uh, Kerry does know more about university because I think his, his, his dad is uh, uh, renting a uh, u- unit for university students. Is it is it difficult now for mm, students to yeah. rent space? Basically, no student uh, so going something. to college now. <laughs> so, so my dad's uh, unit also quite empty now. <laughs> Actually, you can so I don't, I don't know. Like, because there could mm. be families downsizing now. Uh, uh, it's also a good opportunity to find find people who may want to be in different, you know, start to rent places like because those times are difficult. Uh, people need to diversify how they use their money. Uh. They could be, I think, uh, there are quite a number of people that perhaps want to downsize or, you know, go to different methods of living. Uh. But I, I asked you, Vincent, uh, because like, uh, now, now you have one. Uh. Will you sell one to buy another? Or will you accumulate? Mm, depends also on the property. Uh, if the property does not uh, increase in value, uh, then maybe you might want to consider to sell at the short term. Lah. But if it increases in value over long term, then we'll uh, keep it first because it's an investment. Lah. Yes, I, uh, we, we know somebody who because he, he, he moved to another house. I think it's a 1.4 million. He's quite a well-off person. And then I'm like, what happened to your other house? I'm trying to get rid of it, really. Because this 1.4 million, this house is very expensive. So so he's oh. trying to sell. And then he bought it, I think, for 700K. Then I said, how, how, how much you're selling? 600K. I said, why are you selling that? He just said, oh, market now is not very good. Market is very soft now. So people are, twi- are twisting him. And then like, but he, he, need, he needs that money. Yeah. So... Oh, it's something that's a good time to buy property. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's now low. Should go check out some auctions. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting. Uh, I, I know that we're sidetracked a bit, but uh, there's, there's a lot of questions that I would like to ask you guys. I, I just watched a video also uh, about this uh, 
Dogecoin millionaire. I, I don't hold any Doge. Uh, so I don't ask me about my opinion. But then it's, there's this guy that uh, he, 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 he put it, just, just put it into Malaysian context. Uh, I think Kerry can also give your opinion. Uh, he saved up a lot of money. He think through. So he put in 180K of his money. 180K. 180K. One eight with a four zero behind. Uh. Uh, that's all the money he has. And then he put it into Dogecoin. And now Dogecoin is, uh, I think, is it, if I'm not mistaken, it's 60 cent or 50 cent right, right now. Uh, the Elon Musk showing up in Saturday night did not bring them to the moon yet, or maybe it did not. Uh, but right now, his, 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 his investment has already from 80, 180K becomes 2.2K. 2.2 million. 2.2 million right now. Uh, uh, it went up to 2.7 million, but he's still holding. He wants to hold until that 2.2 becomes 10 million. Okay, the question for both of you, right? You got 180k, that's all the money that you got. You took out all your savings and then you pump into something, right? Uh, and then that something, 180,000 becomes 2.2 million right now at this moment, but it's very volatile. It can grow up, it can go down. Will you sell it? I would, but not all. Uh. <laughs> I'll take out at least a million because that's like 10 times or even up to 2 million. Uh, but I'll take out at least a million. Because that's already like so much increase in value. Uh. Then I just leave the mm. rest to reinvest. No? Oh, you do that. I have a uh, friend who, who also invested in Dogecoin. Uh, and then now the value increased so much, it's like almost tenfold. Uh. I advise uh, him uh, it's best to take out for what you have earned already. At least it's already you've profited in value at a certain amount. Then you just leave a remainder to continue to pump in. Because uh, uh, if not, uh, I tell you, if you're emotionally attached to it, you're going to have so much guilt when the thing dips badly. Uh. Is it the same friend? Uh? It Are is the same it? friend. <laughs> uh, he's, it's, it's too much money. Uh. The, the, the reward is, is very big compared to what he, he has put uh -huh. in. <laughs> yeah. So my advice is like, like what you asked us, uh, I'll, if for me, uh, I would sell a portion, but I'll leave another portion to reinvest. Uh. I'll definitely do that. Uh. The dip, uh, but when there's a dip means that the previous earnings that you have is gone already. Uh, that's, why, uh, that's why I say, never mind, uh, I already withdrawn, I already liquidated at least 10 times the value already. If I lose the other 10, never mind. Uh. I mean, okay, if I lose right. another, I already got back uh, what I wanted. Uh. It's way more than so, what so, I put in. Uh. So 1 million will be enough for you. Uh, so for, for that case, uh, yeah. is that you don't want to be too greedy. How about Kerry? I think I would do the same one. <laughs> uh, one of the famous financial YouTubers, uh, uh, Graham St Stephan, I think, he told the guy, just take it all out now. Really, just take it all out now. <laughs> He's like telling him, just take it. You don't need that much money. Just take it out and then buy a property in Vegas or just put it into an index stock where you, you just put 1 million in there and then every month, every year you have like a 30,000. Every, every year you got a 30, thousand cash right free cash right? just put it in there but this guy i think he's holding uh, he's holding till <laughs> 10 million uh. he, he he believes that dogecoin will reach five dollars five to ten dollars <laughs> oh wow Not so soon uh. i think that will take some time uh. like a really really long time <laughs> but well anything anything is possible we've been reading for this chapter what uh, anything that cannot happen will happen uh, is it or something like that? But, but if you think about it, right, uh, I mean, uh, I'm just observing, I'm not, not a crypto expert. It's like people talk about Bitcoin shooting up so high, right? 
But from last year till now, uh, I think it's only 5x, 5 to 10x the most uh, last year till now. But you're talking about all oh, this Dogecoin, uh, you're talking about 30x. Uh, 30, and then some of the coins that is there, you 100x, like you talk about Dogecoin, right? I think a few days ago, there's uh, this uh, Shiba Inu coin. Uh, <laughs> just went 5x of uh, the money just within two days. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's crazy. Uh. Uh, so I have to be very. One, uh, if 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 given the scenario, if I were given a choice to choose what to invest in, uh, I'd rather invest in Bitcoin, uh, because uh, the volatility mm. of uh, like Dogecoin or some other cryptos uh, is too too volatile. Uh. It's basically gambling already, like that one. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk about freedom now. Uh, I think we don't need to discuss. Uh, we don't need to explain much. What do you learn about from this chapter? Freedom. I think like we're going to end very soon. All, all this stock investing and crypto also. Uh, that's the end goal. Uh, because one of the summaries here is that being happy. Uh, they, happiness means being able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. For uh, example, it's taking control of your own life. Because uh, uh, he said that today we're working more with our heads than with our hands. So we tend to take work with us everywhere. This means less control over our lives. Uh. Controlling your time is the highest dividend money pays. Uh. I think that's probably a lot of, or almost majority of humanity. We want, we want to have control over our own life. And many of us believe that you can be secure financially. A... Then that would help us to leverage our time where I'm in control mm. because I have the security of a financial backing. Jerry, you were saying? Okay. I have a question now. Because like in my company, right? Like, if you work at a certain level, like uh, the com- our, our company will offer you a contract, lah. like maybe bound, bind you by three years or five years, depending on your position. So like, and then like, uh, and usually people who are under contract, their pay is really high. And then, but then the catch is that like, uh, your work is your working hours is flexible lah. flexible yes. yeah you can means that you can come to work at any time and then but then uh, it could also mean that you're working also at night time or when the company needs you lah. Hey, the stress the stress you, is different I can tell I you, ask you uh, yeah the stress is different I ask you would you want that lah? but the pay is like really really high yeah <laughs> I, 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 can I say first? Uh, you get freedom, I, you get flexibility. But... Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> you're, you're married to the company. Which, if, if it's a company that you love, yeah. Uh, if it's something that you're passionate about, because like we, we joined the vision and all those things. Uh, but I was, mm-hmm. uh, when, when we went on our mini honeymoon to Langkawi, right? Uh, uh, and then we heard that a lot, there's actually a lot of millionaires, you know, in Langkawi. All these millionaires, right? They are, working in a hotel, they are hoteler. They are those who are folding blankets and then like they're, they're, they're all these people are all receptions and, but they're all millionaires. They got three, four millions in their bank account. I think it's inherited and all, all the, a, a lot. Uh, a lot of them, but what do they do? They happily work in a very low paying job. Uh, that's something that I noticed. Uh, so you, if you ask me, right, if you have secured enough money, right, uh, for freedom, right? 
I would rather, I don't even mind being a barista for a lower pay uh, than a big, than being a manager of the, the same coffee shop uh, that earns me five times more money, uh, but the stress is 50 times. Uh. So that's my, if, if you have enough savings. Uh. So the reason why we want more money, we want that, 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 uh, I, I think. Like, Freedom more, in future. Like maybe like, I think like, like, I'm thinking like some people who would want that, they would think like, okay, I'm going to bind myself for three years and then I get my freedom after that. <laughs> yeah, and also I think I agree with Kelvin saying that depends on the company law. Is it something you're passionate for or you align yourself with the vision? Because here, I think in the story, there's this guy, the banker, he wanted to work in a, is it the banking industry? Yeah. Where he see people all doing all this sort of thing, uh, uh, <laughs> he's not happy. Internship, yeah, internship, <laughs> which was supposed to be four months, uh, mm. uh, although the pay was good, he only lasted one month only. Uh. <laughs> so I think a lot of us, I think likewise, like I asked myself, oh, so I would probably bank think investor, the same. is it? Uh, I would probably think the same of like, you know, I just hustle yeah. for those that say a contract for three years, I hustle all I can, then I have the money for freedom. Uh. But at the same time, I wouldn't know like, if, let's say, uh, equivalent to the amount of stress or responsibility that needs to be done, uh, unless it is something that I'm passionate for, right, then uh, I would reconsider. Though. But like, I'm asking you guys now, like, okay, we will give a case scenario. You only need 3000 a month to survive. And then the current job, oh, sorry, you, you only need 2005 to survive. And then the current job is paying you 3000 and then you you are at the very bottom of the bottom of the food chain but you do have savings versus you don't have savings but you're desperately wanting to go up and then you're still trying to figure out yourself so that's, that's something that well, I, I, I may not be correct in this I think we spend a lot of time talking about but now in my 30s right I don't really care about like title or position it's I want to be in a position that as, as, as much as I can learn but I don't want that kind of stress that I think you guys work closely with your bosses and uh, you know the stress, uh, the kind of stress where you have to provide for the company. Uh, it's not that I, I don't love my company, but I'm not, I will not die for my company. Uh, I'll, just, I'll just put it out there. But I want to be the best force that I can be. Uh, but if I'm in a position now that gives me a lot of freedom uh, where I can go back home and then I can the, the workload is different. Yeah, they, they expect me to clock in and clock out versus the people who come in late uh, in office. And then I know that those people, like my, my colleague used to be my manager now, no longer. I, he's in the international department manager. He comes in very late every day. Uh, but suddenly when they ask him to, for a meeting at 11 or 12 midnight, uh, and then the boss will score him and all those things. Uh, yeah, I, I know how much he earns. He earns like a few thousand, uh, several thousands more than me. Uh. I'm like, it's okay, I'll find the money somewhere else. So, so for me, it's like that. Maybe because I'm in a position where I feel that, yeah, I want more money, but I'm not desperately needing that way to get money. But I think that it's still okay what I have now to have a little bit of margin. But given, I feel that I'm more freer in a lower position than him. So that's something that, and, and I do have hobbies, I would say. like, And I look at them, they don't have hobbies. Like my... My 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 solar job. My manager, the the manager that hires me in, uh, we are same age. 
he I think he's earning 12k now. Um, he's very frugal. I think he has four houses and all that. But he says that he always wanted to sing. Uh, but he never got the chance to sing. So he spent a lot of time drinking because he need to... Uh, not, not social drinking. Uh, not, he's, he's not an alcoholic, but more like going out at night, meeting clients. And then like his whole time he's thinking about work. He, he's married to the work. Uh. Saturday, he needs to come to work. Of course, he can show up late. But you can see that every night he's thinking about it. So he's asking me, I want to learn singing. I said, can yeah. I was trying to introduce Jason to teach him to sing back then. But he couldn't do all that. And then whereas I don't earn as much, I, I, I earn so much lesser than him. But then I get to go back home. I get to uh, get to still eat out. I, my, my salary can afford me to eat nice food that I can afford. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't drink Jack Daniels Blue Label. Uh, that's something that I learned there. Like you, you, don't, you don't buy affordable beer. You buy the, the very expensive alcohol. Yeah, we don't. I don't have all those kind of things, right? But for me, I feel that I'm more freer. Uh, it doesn't mean that I forgo the dream of becoming a millionaire. I don't think so. It's just that I feel that I look back years down the road. I enjoy myself. I think like one of the things that I I think all three of us we have to say like like, like when when we are work, when two of us are working in church when Vincent was uh, uh, uh was was with us we are all in KK that time all of our income were very low, but for me I'm very happy because it's like yeah of course. I did not plan properly because I'm still living with my parents. But then I think that with proper planning and all those things, you don't have to like, I want more. But for me, it's that I'm in a great position. I just need to find ways that my current position can slowly mm. give me more in- increment. So so to your answer, like your situation, yeah. your company, you know, like, uh, I think maybe you should. I think when you talk about like working in church, right? Like, I remember because I compare now and like working in church, like I work longer hours in church, you know, like uh, even on weekend also we work, but it doesn't feel like a work, you know, and the pay was low. So like, yeah, it's different kind of freedom, lah, I feel. The pay was very low. <laughs> the pay was very low. Um, but not like really low, lah, but it's enough, lah, like actually enough lah, for my living expenses during that time. <laughs> I remember I came back from K- uh, UK, they, they, they decided to increase my pay from 1,001 to 1,003. Uh. So to me, it's very low. Um, oh. When I say that, it's not because not because it's working church you should demand more. Because I know how much else my previous youth leader is getting. Side topic a bit. Uh. Uh, I was reading the book of Corinthians today. Uh, and then Paul actually was telling the Corinthian church uh, uh, I noted it somewhere like he said something about because uh, he talks about his rights as an apostle where he said he is sowing spiritually into the church uh, is it too much for him to ask that they return to him materially, materially or so la? so it's interesting la, uh, I mean, to, just to see the aspect between finance and ministry yeah. the thing is back then youth ministry is it's like babysitting but, so people don't pay so well but if you come back from a seminary, then it's like, oh, you're a scholar. Oh. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 1 to 27. Mm. <laughs> In case you guys want to check it out. Mm. Yeah. Hey, where's Carrie? Carrie's out. Hey, oh, disconnected. Uh. But but anyway, I, I'm thinking like, oh, Carrie, you're back. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, uh, give me a few more months. 
I say, well, I'm going to have the same microphone like, uh, like yours, uh, Vincent. Yeah. But, but uh, I, that's, I don't know, Terry, like, if, that, if you love that company, I think you should desire uh, for that position. For me, it's like, I, I want to work in a place where they pay well, but then for me, what is more important than, um, for me, I, I don't know, am I being selfish? Uh, but I'm looking for a job that can allow me to grow uh, skills. I think that's something. High income, definitely high income. But then uh, if I'm in a place where they pay me really well, but then there's a lot of stress, but yet those kind of stress does not increase like those kind of valuable skill sets, then uh, don't bother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. I, I, I want like, for example, what I like about my job right now is they push me to become PR, doing a lot of PR work. I never had experience with doing PR, but then that forced me to have uh, learned all these skill sets where I think that it's very valuable out there. So something that I noticed. Uh, but I do not want the, the stress of a manager because I, I feel that when the company is not performing well, it's not that I don't take ownership and all that, but I feel that being a manager, the kind of stress is so much more because uh, the owner will always point finger. When the company do well, the owner will take credit. <laughs> when the company is not doing well, the, company, the, the owner will start to throw, throw tantrum at, at the manager immediately. Yeah. But you will, will, will go down and the manager will throw tantrum at. Uh, but then I don't want to be in a position. Uh. But listeners, if, you, if you're passionate about those work, then you should go for promotion. You should. Uh, not just for the money, but you should. What about you? What about you, Kerry? Do you, do you want that position? Mm, okay, initially I was thinking like, okay, like if like I can, I don't know, it depends because I'm quite new. So it depends if I like the company, I would laugh. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out, mommy, watch out. <laughs> By the way, happy yeah, Mother's depends, Day. Yeah, depends. Depends if I. Uh, thank you. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Kerry. Yeah. Yep. It depends on whether I I like the company's vision. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. One question before we quickly go to the last one, then then we end. How much freedom do you think your life is right now? Sorry. I should not munch when I talk. Okay. Um, Hello. Mm. Yeah. Can oh, no, no, no. I think my line is lagged a bit. So, yeah. Nothing. Oh, have you found freedom? Come <laughs> on. Uh, for me, I... I I feel like I need to like have a passive income, like which is something that I'm still thinking to actually have uh, the freedom lah. Yeah. Just like a few more a few more hundreds or yeah. Yeah. La. Hundreds and hundreds can do much. Uh, I mean uh, no kidding. I uh, don't, don't understand the power of hundred. Mm -hmm. Imagine every month you got yeah. extra four hundred bucks that can make a lot of difference. Uh. My, my dream is to, okay. My dream is to be able to earn while I'm sleeping, lah. Yeah, to have more time, lah. 
I think that's why your bosses have rich, right? Yeah, I think so. They can earn oh, even while they're on holiday. <laughs> because they're earning through you guys, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, are there people sure. who actually like put up their graphic works uh, for sale one, right? Like templates or stuff. Uh, can people can buy? Yeah. That's one way, actually, is it? Yeah, lah. Yeah, but I think I think the the, the 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 difficulty of all this are uh, like setting up your portfolios, starting a channel or podcast. It's the the momentum at the start, uh. it, it it's people. We know uh, it's very difficult. Uh. The momentum is very hard one uh, to start. Uh, everyone says that oh passive, 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 passive. But then it's like, is it worth it? Unless you you really like it, like uh, it's really hard. Like let's say everyone says that YouTuber you can make a lot of money. Is that like, the first few channels and then like and subscribe and then like you really you really need to pick up a lot of skills just to become a YouTuber, you know. Why to to get passive you need to be active. Huh? <laughs> Such an irony. Yeah. Alright. Uh last one, man in the in the car paradox. No one is impressive. Yeah, I think Vincent touched a little bit. Uh. Do you want to explain more on that? That is actually the it's not even the man. Uh. We are in love with the car. <laughs> it's not mm. the man. Well, I was thinking uh, just now along when we were doing this podcast also, I was just thinking about this man in the car paradox. It's quite true. If I were to see the car, someone driving a car, my first impression would be like, wow, that's a nice car. And then like, I wish like, I also had that same car and all. But then when I think about property, uh, I think differently. Uh, <laughs> I, I see a very nice property. Uh, my first reaction is maybe because I got architecture background, uh, but my first reaction is, who is the person who owns the place? Uh? I want to know this person, what he does, what does he do? And so you, you have like more admiration for the person instead of you want what he has. Yeah. Of course you want what he has, but at least there's also something that I want to become like him instead of like, I just want what he has, like the, yeah. the car. Uh, <laughs> not really so much about becoming like him, but I just want to know how did he get that? Oh yeah, true. To become like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but but you're right, like houses versus car different because like car, the the the, the person is faceless or nameless and faceless. Or it's just that you see the car, you mm. and then the irony is you say that wow, if I have this car, then people will admire me, but nobody admires the person who owns the car. <laughs> hello, it's just that, and then we assume so yeah. But if you think about it, right, like people when if they attend like maybe events, right, they would want to drive like you know bm or what or mercedes just to you know to appear in this kind of events you know but i i, I wonder yeah. do you guys do you guys because i i feel that there's style is style is more important like there's this idea of style over substance right like in this uh tiktok generation i don't think it's tiktok generation it's always like you look the part you look successful and all those things but then i wonder like, I noticed that both of you don't really focus a lot on the the style, uh, looking style, looking very luxe. Hmm. Uh, because it's also a part of a strategy, right? So it's like, because Kerry just now just say, uh, people would drive in a nice car because that one is very important. Uh, but optics matters, right? But then, do you guys put effort in building up optics? <laughs> to me, I prefer comfort over style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're not putting effort in, in, in 
in Lux as well. So that's why that's the problem, right? But so to your to your question, uh, you say that it's very important. Of course, the paradox is there. Uh, that it says that. Uh, but if you're going for an interview, you would you would want to like, you know, dress up and you know give a very good first impression, uh, right? But like, how do you would guess? You? Uh, like, like I'm thinking like how do I for me, for me, I'm thinking like job interview is really like a psychological game, you know. You have to think, you have to already preempt what kind of person the interviewee is, uh, the interviewer is. Because if like, I drive a Mercedes Benz to interview, right, then people say, well, this person too rich, I don't want to hire. There, there's a money level. Then if you drive a country there, well, this guy is, is very... So whatever you do is like, you don't even know the persons because I remember talking to my manager, they don't want to hire someone who is very beautiful. Like those influencer type, they say that it will be a distraction. So you don't get hired because you're too beautiful. So it's like, oh. and I, I know that like, like Stephanie, uh, it's uh, one of the things about Stephanie, she, she looks very young. Uh. So the, the pe- I think woman likes to look young, uh, but then in the workplace, uh, it's, it's a disadvantage. People don't take you seriously when you look very young. Uh. Uh, when, you, when you talk, when, you're, when your tonality is very high pitched, right? people don't take you seriously. So like, for me, I look at interviewing, uh, it's not so much like, do I need to butter up myself to look lux- lux- luxurious? Uh, it's more of like, can I preempt what kind of interviewer is that? Uh, what kind of nature is that, 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 that job? For example, if it's, uh, if, it's, if it's business, then of course, like, like you need to look, like, look successful. But then if you're going to those kind of factory and all those things, uh, you have to look a little bit, I, I wouldn't use the word Nadia, but you have to look like a, a, a little bit more technical. You have to dress as though you're very, uh, I don't know. Am, am I right to say that, Vincent? You've got something there. So for me, it's a psychological game. Uh, like you have to guess what, instead of how you should, you should look rich definitely, all the time. Mm-hmm. That's the difference all between rich and wealthy. Like, you look at some of the wealthiest people in the world, uh, they don't really dress to impress one. Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates are they just dress for comfort in a sense. But I think it's depend depending on the situations. There, there's a lot of social connotation needed when you present yourself in a certain manner. So I think it depends on like the context, the business connection thing that you're heading towards to, and all those things will matter a lot because like like Kelvin presented some situations, Carrie also you presented some situations. So I think it will depends on, uh, do they matter to some extent? Yes, but it's not uh, the the only thing that matters. Uh, if I can put it that way. Uh. I, I, would, I would argue also like, like these kind of billionaires, uh, these successful billionaires, right? Uh, they, it's not so much they wear very simple. It's like a whole nother level. Uh. Okay, I could be wrong. Uh. Like you see a lot of all these big CEOs, their income, they go and put $1. It's not so much they're like, oh, they're very generous. It's, it's, to me, it's a form of show-off. It's like, I'm so rich now, I purposely put myself $1 mm-hmm. uh, so that you let, let you see that like, I'm in a whole other game. So mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing that it's, it's a different other game. It's like, uh, there are people who are poor, then there are people who are rich, who likes to show they're rich. Then you got people who are like Cheryl Samba. You got people who are Facebook and all those things. It's like they're so rich that I show you that I will still wear the same shirt twice or three times. It's like, it's a whole nother game. It's not like they're trying to behave like poor, but they are like, <laughs> to me, it's a little bit like flexing. Like I purposely, I can, but I purposely drive a Honda or whatever. So Just I don't know. I can. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, any last word before we end this episode? I think this has been a very uh, meaningful conversation. Uh, I learned a lot also. Okay. Would you prefer I, Mac or or Windows? <laughs> uh, Mac, Mac, Mac. For me, it's Windows. Mac. I'm, Mac. I'm aesthetics, but I'll still go for performance over aesthetic. La. <laughs> I, I'm asking you guys, la, like, Let's say you're very wealthy. Uh, you, you earn more, more money, uh, which we all want to get. Uh. Will you, do you see iPhone as, as a luxury or a necessity? Uh? Because there are people who are very rich, right? but they don't, they don't buy iPhone at all. They don't even want to buy it. To them, it's luxury. Uh. But then I have a colleague who earns not so high, but he will keep on buying the newest iPhone. Then you ask him, is he like a heavy spender? He's not a heavy spender. He's a graphic designer. And then to him, these are very necessary things uh, to capture good photos and all those things. Uh. So my question to both of you, owning an iPhone, is it something that only when you reach you do or is it something necessary when you have a little bit more money? Uh? Given the uh... two choices for me, it's only when enough money. La. I mean, because for me, I wouldn't, wouldn't need it. <laughs> Okay. Only if I like want it, then only then. Work. But you're not saying that everyone else is doing needing iPhone. It, they they own iPhone, but they don't need it, lah. You're you're just saying for you, right? Uh, uh, Alright. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. To me, only when I have money, because it's like way too expensive for me. <laughs> but, oh my oh my Okay. But like like, I mean like this is getting further than the conversation, but for. For iPhone user, I'm I'm not an Apple big fan, but I, I hear the argument is that you buy whatever phones, your phone is only two years. But when you use an iPhone, you can use three, four years. You see ROI, yes? So that's that's their argument. Now. I'm paying 4K, but my ROI is four years. You're paying a 2K phone, every two years you're changing. Well, my 1K phone can last me for many years. Well. Depends on the user. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. All right. Alright, hope, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is uh, episode 44, 30 going on 40 podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys on the next one where we talk about uh, chapter 9 all the way to chapter 12. Have a great week ahead. If you're in Malaysia listening to this, uh, stay safe. <coughs> I know it. And that means tomorrow is MCO here. Uh, so be careful. Right, take it's care. It's not MCO here. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>